want to welcome you to John Wesley United Methodist Church in Houston's podcast. I'm Marty Dunbar, the lead pastor. We are a church that seeks to connect people to Jesus, and we are doing that by leading up to Easter, Resurrection Sunday, with a sermon series called Seven Essential Questions about the faith. They're not the only seven essential questions, but they are important questions. Now, this week's question seems very unusual. Is that my donkey? Well, I want you to sit back and enjoy this drama and a little bit of explanation of the scripture. I think you'll enjoy it as Pastor Cheryl and I come together and express our joy in seeing Jesus as Lord and Savior as he enters in for Palm Sunday. May you have a blessed week. I had just about given up hope. I've been ill for 12 years, hopelessly ill. I have talked to everyone that I could talk to. I've taken every piece of advice I can take. I have visited everybody that knew anything at all about medicine. I have spent all of my money. I have no resources left anymore because of the doctors. And everybody knows what's wrong with me. I have been bleeding for 12 years. How embarrassing. How shameful. I am now unclean and people cannot even touch me. I've been so discouraged. But then I started hearing rumors. I didn't know what to think of them, but I I heard some rumors about the Messiah possibly coming here to Jerusalem. He's been all over the country telling stories and healing people and preaching and teaching, and I heard he might come to Jerusalem. I didn't know if it was true or not, and I heard that he might be the Messiah. I really thought he was just going to be another crazy prophet sent to harass the Pharisees because we've had several of those. This man, Jesus, he actually might be the Messiah, they say. But I have to tell you, he is nothing like I thought a Messiah would be. You would think a Messiah would be like a king, someone who was a leader and commanding. But this man, they say, is humble. He's compassionate. He's gentle. I think about if he came, how, how maybe I could be healed because he is special. And then I realized, even if he did come to Jerusalem, I would be the very last person that he would want to be around. I don't think I will ever be whole again. I was minding my own business in the city streets, actually in our neighborhood. I had the sad task of informing the house of Jarius that my daughter had died. Just this morning, she had breathed her last breath. And as I was doing that, I noticed these two young men. And they didn't look like they were from around our neighborhood, so I kept watching them. And what they did is they they walked up to my donkey and they began to untie it. And let me tell you something. This was the day that no one was going to steal my donkey, right? And so I walked over to them and I said, what exactly do you two think you're doing? And they said, we're taking this donkey, And I said, oh, no, you're not going to take this donkey. And they said, the Lord needs it. And right when they said that, I sort of froze. 
Something had changed in my heart and my mind, and I just froze, and I actually let them take it. I don't know why I did, but I did. I think the rumor is true. I think he actually is coming to Jerusalem. I think that because the whole city is so excited. There's so much excitement and chaos and noise around that you can hardly think. Like today, I even heard that one of the men in our neighborhood gave away his donkey to someone who asked. He just let them steal it, and that doesn't make any sense at all. But all the excitement is just filling me up, and I I kind of believe in my heart that maybe I could get healed. Maybe this is my last hope. So I'm planning to go on down to where the parade, where the road coming into the city will be. It's going to be a long fight for me to get to the front of the line to get close to the road because I'm short, you know, and I have to get up close so that I can see. I want to just see his eyes. It would be so wonderful if he's the Messiah. I could see his eyes. I could look into his face. Maybe I could even touch his garment. I may never be healed from this affliction, but I promise you, I will seek him this day with everything within me. I told my wife about our donkey. She wasn't very happy, especially because I just let the guys have it. But it was the way that they said it that actually brought comfort to me. And that's what we need in our house as we mourn the loss of my daughter. Well, I also heard that there was this man named Jesus, and he was coming into town. And I'm not sure the city leaders or religious leaders were all that excited about it, but all their people, boy, they were in a frenzy all about it. And now, I've been a Jew all my life, and I don't really think that this man sounds much like a king or a messiah. But I heard he gives sight to the blind. I heard that he actually gives hope to people who are not loved by anyone else. I told my wife, I need to go hear this good news. I need to go hear the news that Jesus actually wants to share with me and maybe many others. And so I began to walk to where I I heard the parade begin to take shape. And as I was walking through the city gates, I, I could hear the mourners for my daughter, the cries for my daughter. You know, people know that I suffer. I've lived in this community for a long time, and for the most part, they're kind to me. Nevertheless, if I touch them or they accidentally touch me, they become ceremonially unclean. And so it's a real inconvenience to have me around. So it was, I knew it was going to be hard for me to fight through the crowds and get up to the front. And wouldn't you know it, the city is filled with men and their sons, and they particularly do not want to touch me. But nevertheless, I just got pushy, and I pushed my way to the front. I had to. There was just something within me that made me know I wanted to get right up to the front so I could see him. So other people were cutting palm branches and chatting amongst themselves. I was intent on getting up to the front of the line. And suddenly, 
We could hear the cheers up coming over the hill. There, there was a ragged little pack of men and everyone was walking except this one man who was riding on the back of a tiny colt, a tiny donkey. He didn't look very impressive. Surely that can't be the Messiah. I thought the Messiah would be carried in on a litter, a tent with a fancy top over it, but all I could see was this man on the donkey. And he kept getting closer and the crowd kept getting more excited and people were waving their palms and throwing them down and suddenly he was getting close to me. His eyes didn't see me, but I saw him and something changed within me when I saw him. I could actually believe that he might be the the Messiah. So as he passed by, I don't know what got into me, but I reached out and I touched his shawl and the, the, the tassels and the fringe on it just whisked through my hands. I was so excited because you know what happened to me at that point? I was healed. I could feel it in my body. Twelve long years passed away and I was whole. I was so excited. I started trying to talk to the people around me, but they denied my voice because they were busy and talking and doing their things. And then suddenly it got quiet. And I looked up and the donkey had stopped. And this man got off of the donkey and was walking toward me. I was frightened and stunned. And he said, where everybody could hear, who touched me? How did he know? How could he tell? But he was walking straight toward me, looking at me in the eyes. Suddenly he did see me and he walked over to me and he said, woman, your faith has made you whole. Daughter, you are blessed today. You are healed. I didn't even know what to do because wholeness, salvation had come into my life that day in this village on this street. Stood there waiting in the spring heat and and sweat was running down my brow. I thought to myself, maybe I just need to go home. Maybe all this wasn't for real. Maybe the Pharisees were exactly right, that this man wasn't anything special. But then I had thoughts of my daughter who flooded my mind, and, and I was compelled to wait with all these other people, this, all, this other crowd, and, and dust began to, to billow up in the distance. And I could see this band of brothers that was leading some sort of parade, and there was cries of Hosanna over here, and, and people were excited, and, and, and the crowd was just getting even more excited. Save us, save us, thanks be to God, praise God, Hosanna, Hosanna. And then I looked at the very object of praise, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, I looked at it, and I was wondering, is that my donkey? (laughs) That is my donkey, that Jesus is riding on my donkey, and tears began to well up in my eyes as I thought about my daughter, and I wanted her by my side, but people began to be filled with hope. And there was this, as Jesus passed by, this woman 
She just pushed her way through the crowd and she reached out and and she touched his garment and immediately he stopped and got off the donkey and he walked over to her and said, your faith has healed you. And then he called her daughter. I wish my daughter was with me. This woman was healed today. I thought to myself, could Jesus do that for me? Could Jesus do that for my daughter? All these people who experienced that moment, they were just filled with hope. And I began to to feel like I had hope now. And I began to think to myself, I believe. I believe in Jesus. And I began to shout, Hosanna. I began to shout, Hosanna. Shalom has come to me. Shalom has come to us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Gracious God, we are thankful for the opportunity, thankful for you and the opportunity we have to encounter you in so many different ways. Whether it's playing an instrument or singing a song or waving a palm or or simply reflecting upon how you have changed somebody's life and transformed it, and how we invite you into our lives to do the very same. And we are truly blessed. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I wanna introduce you to a couple of words today that go along with our story. There is this word that you pronounce sitzi, and I want them to, it's right here, T. Z-I-T-Z-I-T. Will you say sitzi with me? Sitzi. Sitzi is the tassel. Okay? Sitzi is a word for tassel, a Hebrew word for tassel. We see it in Numbers chapter 15 for the first time. It says, throughout the generations to come, you are to make tassels or sitzis on the corners of your garments with a blue cord on each tassel. Sitsi. You will have these tassels or sitsis to look at. So you will be reminded of all the commands of the Lord that you may obey them and not prostitute yourself by going after the lusts of your own hearts and eyes. And then you will remember to obey all my commands and will be consecrated to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. So sitsi or tassels are to be placed on the edges of the garment, the corners of the garment for the chosen people. And this was a tradition. This is what actually did take place. It was to help them remember who they were and who their creator was and what God had done for them in their life. It was much like what we would do if we wear a cross around our neck, if you follow Christ, as a reminder of the work that God did through Jesus Christ on the cross. Now, Jesus, he probably would have worn a shawl as well. He would have probably had sitzis on that shawl. In Malachi, It's the last actual book of the Bible, I mean book of the Old Testament, and it is the prophet Malachi says this, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. 
rise with healing in its wings. So there's some Hebrew words that are important for us today other than sitzi. In the book of Numbers and the book of Malachi, we just heard these two scriptures. There's a word called kanaf. Kanaf is, means corner, okay? When we hear it in the book of Numbers, it's used as a corner. Now when we hear it in Malachi, it actually means wings. Kanaf means wings. So it's the corner of a garment or the wings of a garment. The same word used two different places. The legend has it, and that's what the Jewish people believed, that the Messiah would come and he would wear a prayer shawl. And he would have tzitzit on the prayer shawl. And in those tassels, there would be power to heal you if you touch the Messiah's tassels. So you see how this is so relevant because if we jump forward in this timeline to where this woman actually pushes forward, she believes if Jesus is this Torah observant Jewish rabbi, he would be wearing a prayer shawl much like this one with this tassel with a blue cord wrapped inside of it and around it. And if she could just touch the tassel, she would be healed. And that's exactly what happened. She had faith in him. A woman who had an illness for 12 years was healed. And so she pushes through those crowd and she touches those tassels. It said in Luke, in the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him that she had this issue going on and, and she believed that just touching him or just seeing him might, might heal that. And what does it go on to say and how she had been instantly healed and then she said, uh, he said to her daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. It's important to understand what he says when he says go in peace. Jesus, actually we've heard the word shalom, right? Which means peace. But when you say the phrase, go in peace, it actually means the presence of the goodness of God. Go with the very presence of the goodness of God. Not just the peace, because, but the presence of the goodness of God. And the presence of the goodness of God, as a rabbi would tell you, is also wholeness. It's also completeness. So if you go with the presence of God, you are whole. You are complete. You have true peace. You get that? And Jesus says, hey, I'm gonna make you something, right? And he wants us to be carriers of this wholeness. We want to find our wholeness, our completeness, and the very goodness and the presence of God that lives within us, and then we can go and share that with the world around us. See, Jesus believes that the resurrection is not just something where he died for us on a cross, right? It goes beyond the cross. It's something that is about redemption and entering into a whole new way of life, a whole new harmony with God. And there is a phrase that Jewish rabbis had that talked about the harmony of God. Harmony with God was this, olam haba. 
And it meant that you had entered in the harmony with God, the very peace and wholeness of God for today, for tomorrow, for eternity. And again, Jesus is making us into something. He's trying to change us. He's trying to enter into our life in a particular way, right? Through faith and trust. And the very divine spirit that lived within him now begins to live within us. And in doing so, we have this ability to be compassionate. We have this ability to be loving. We have the ability to actually then take what he has given to us and transform it or transmit it to the entire world. So we're going to travel Holy Week. We're going to be out there living life. You're going to walk out of here and you're going to worry about who won the Masters and you're going to worry about your kids and you're going to worry about your relationships and your spouse and you're going to worry about your job and you're going to worry about your next gig and you're going to worry about all sorts of things. And throughout this week, these are the questions I would like you to hold. Where do you stand in the crowd? Where do you stand in the crowd? Do you need healing? Do you need hope? Do you need salvation? Because the invitation through Jesus Christ is always there. Salvation is here. Let's go to God in prayer. Lord, again, we come to you as people that don't always get it right. and We understand that uh, you have given us grace and mercy but Lord, we need hope. We need hope for the future, but we need hope for the here and now. And so I thank you for the invitation that you have given to each and every one of us. Or may we take that seriously. May we not just brush by it, but let us claim that we can find true wholeness and completeness and peace in you. So heal us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I hope you enjoyed this message. And if you did, I invite you to support our ministry by giving online at jwumc.org give. Also would invite you to find a church to attend on a regular basis or join us at John Wesley on Sunday mornings at 815, 9 o'clock and 1115. God bless and have a great week.